Good evening and welcome to Full Circle, your culture affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. This show is written, produced, and broadcasting live from right here in Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, known to settlers as the Bay Area. On tonight's show, we, re- we will preview the Super Bowl. Talk about the teams that will play, give our prediction on who will play, recap the season from our favorite teams, and we will pay tribute to Kobe Bryant and his legacy. All that and more tonight on Full Circle. We are your hosts tonight, Stevie G and Radio Shack. Let's get it. Again, welcome to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1. And Steve, it's finally here, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, the Super we, Bowl have, is we, here. we have the Niners, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. A lot of firepower coming up on Sunday. Yeah, the Bay a, a Bay Area team didn't make it. Not the one I thought, but the Bay Area team did actually <laughs> make it to like the big it's dance. Not your favorite team, but my, <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite team. Yeah, did well, make my it. brother joined you in that celebration. He, <laughs> and hopefully, yeah. and hopefully tonight we can get my brother right here, Stevie G, to join us tonight oh, by the end of Lord, the show. Lord, <laughs> Lord, help me. But before we get into all that into the game, uh, in this past playoff, let's begin and talk about the shocking death last Sunday with NBA legend Kobe Bryant and eight others, including his daughter. Uh, Steve, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news that Kobe Bryant died? Yeah, it was it was tough, and I I, I guess I have to be very 100% transparent. I was actually in the choir stand when I got church. the text. So yeah. I was in church. Uh, it was shocking, to say the least, and we actually had some... Um, uh, members in the church who are familiar with the NBA and uh, and tight, and so it, it was a direct impact. Yeah, in that in that in in that service and, yeah. and for that day of service. So uh, again, condolences to to all the family members that that, that passed that day. Uh, but definitely, obviously, people um, focused on Kobe. But as a young man, I remember him, you know, coming into the league and. Uh, for someone just so much, so full of life, and he just compacted so much into a uh, just a small bit of time. And now it's like, you know what? Maybe he knew something in a way mm-hmm. because he 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 lived a really he really he lived a really uh, quality life. Yeah, you know, in terms of what he was doing and going through, and obviously being with his daughter. It's so sad to hear about someone so young being taken off. You know, his youngest daughter, in fact, but. Um, you know, again, condolences to all the family members and their losses. Yeah, and then just for me and my perspective, um, I was looking at it. I was on my phone, actually, just scrolling through Twitter right before I was going to leave for church. And I was just scrolling through, and I saw somebody that I was following said, no, not Kobe. No, not Kobe. And he, just t- and he tweeted that out there, and I was like, what is he talking about? So I had to just start scrolling. I was looking through the search and seeing what happened, and, and TMZ pulled out the post that Kobe's dead. Mm-hmm. And a helicopter crash. And I just, time for me stood still. I don't know why, but it just stood still. And I just froze. Because I was like, no, it can't be Kobe. It just, it cannot be Kobe. And I, and I remember me and my dad, we were just sitting there waiting for CNN. We were like, okay, I, TMZ, they call themselves journalists right, and they do right, all that right, stuff. Right, but, but I don't want to believe them. Like, they got, like, they yeah. got Lil Wayne's death wrong, by the way. So they putting right. that out there like years ago. Right, so right, I was right. just sitting there waiting for like CNN to like come back and just and just tell me it's not true. I just need to hear that it wasn't true because Kobe was for me in my lifetime. Like he was my Michael Jordan in my yeah, lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Me being twenty-seven years old or going to be twenty-seven in two weeks. Like he was my he was my he was my Michael Jordan. And so to see him 
pass at such a young age. It was just too, it was just shocking. And then reading it later, when I finally got to the church and reading more about it later, that his daughter was on the plane. That's where it kind of just hit me even more. Because his daughter, Gigi, was, and I've been following them and the Mamba uh, and the Mamba AAU basketball team for a while. And, like, she was really going to become something probably. Wow. And she was going to go to UConn basketball and, like, join that legacy of all the great UConn players that have played really? for basketball. Yeah, she was already committed. So mm. it, it was just tough. It was it was just tough. But um, I, to do a for, – for me to not continue with the sadness and to – I want to celebrate more of his life. I want to do tell, like, a little fun story mm-hmm. that, I, that I just had sure. with Kobe. Like, for me uh, – Back in 2000, when uh, the All Star Game was here in Oakland, yes, yeah, I actually got the chance. Um, they actually had a Reach to Achieve event in San Francisco at the Cow Palace. Okay, and I was about eight years old, and my dad, who was the uh, athletic director for Boys and Girls, and Girls Club, he took a lot of the kids there. So we were there at like six, seven a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. and all I can remember was one: it was cold. I was tired <laughs> because it was eight something in the morning right, on a right, Saturday. Right, right, right. But when we get there, they have all these like cool, fun events that they have for Reed to achieve. But then one of the things that made me that I always will imprint in my mind is when uh, Kobe comes up and it's like this is young Kobe at, at two thousand. He's at the peak of his power, going into the peak of his powers. But like to make us all laugh or just to get us all going, he like starts rapping. But he's not rapping in like Kobe. Yeah, well, Kobe does make he did make an album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he wasn't. But Athlete he was rappers. Yeah, <laughs> but he was actually rapping in Italian, which is one of his native, which is one of right. his native mm-hmm. uh, languages. Mm-hmm. So like he got us going because no one knew what he was saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun to just see Kobe like just be Kobe for like a little bit in front right. of us and mm-hmm. like just start rapping in front of us, in front of us kids in Italian. It kind of just. Woke us up and has made us a little bit more better. Um, but now let's go nice. in. Yeah. But uh, what you was continuing to say, Steve, it was really profound uh, about Kobe and his life. Because being 41, he did live a really great life. Like when you oh, really yeah. look at it. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, he had his time and he put a lot of time in. Yeah. Uh, but he also, you could tell, I mean, some of the pictures and the comments from the family. Um, he also put family time in. And yeah. I know that basketball and we all know that there's a there's an overdrive button or switch or whatever that happens with these athletes and yeah. not just them but anyone who's very driven and uh, yet after he retired it looks like he really turned up that mm-hmm. drive and put it into his family mm-hmm. you know so as you mentioned Gigi was with him a lot yeah. and he was putting a lot of time in with her yeah. and with the rest of his family members so I'm just happy that he did uh, reprioritize himself and spent some more you know quality family time and yeah. again you never know when it's going to happen. You never know, and I think yeah, that's the yeah. main thing, like the totality of it. Like, you just never know when it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So condolences and blessings, again, to yeah, all to the all family them, members, to all, too, to all the, the family way. members yeah, that were lost. That whole, they're all the family members, they're all going to be tied together forever. Forever, forever. That's for sure. Yeah. And so now let's try to transition into some football, and more importantly, the playoffs and how everything ended up playing out for the, for the whole, for the Niners and the Kansas City Chiefs. But we're also... NFL football? Yeah, NFL football. NFL football. Okay. Yeah, NFL football. And so, But we're also looking for callers to talk about the Super Bowl. So if you want to call in and just yell at me and Steve <laughs> about the Niners or the Chiefs or even the Raiders because we're going to get into the Raiders later. The Oakland Raiders. Let's make sure we get the name right. Okay, the Oakland Raiders. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the I appreciate that. The number is 510-848-4425. So if you want to call in and talk about the game, the number is 510 848 Four four two five. So the NFL playoffs 
Steve, uh, what'd you think about it? Like, who were, like, some of the standouts? Like, I know we mean you, we've been talking about this a while, but who were, like, some of the standouts? Like, Well, I mean, I think, um, you know, for for any time a team kind of has a really solid foundation, and I'll, I'll, I'll jump out ahead of this, but yeah. I'll say the 49ers have that type of a team that they've built. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going back to some of the other playoff teams, uh, the Titans. Yeah. You know, so Derek, Derek Henry, again, old school, big back, big feature back. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get the 25, the 20, 25, 30 carries a game. That's what he is. And then he does everything. So he can pass, protect. You know, he can block. You know, yeah. um, uh, he, he obviously can run, but he can also receiver. So when you have that type of consistency, you can really build around that and put some pieces. And then, of course, now you have comeback player of the year, I think. he At least he was in the yeah, running if he didn't running. actually win he, it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. So the, I know the Miami Dolphins wish he had played like this. Yeah. But um, fortunately then for the uh, Tennessee Titans, that's what they're getting. And then, of course, they're getting, uh, uh, you know, a coach from that, um, Belichick Arnold tree of coaching. Yes, that uh, that uh, Belichick Arnold tree of coaching of the uh, New England Patriots and Mike Vrabel comes out of that system. Now, I know uh, he probably should have been an Oakland Raider as a linebacker. As a, as a linebacker? As a linebacker. He probably should have been on our team at one point. But, you know, hey, things don't happen all the way the way, the way you like them to. I just don't forget. Of course, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, and I'll kind of piggyback off of that, too, with uh, with Derrick Henry. Like, he was awesome in these playoffs. Like, for me, I always, like, I've, I believe, like, you really need to have some sort of balance in the playoffs. So when I saw the Tennessee Titans play, I just didn't feel like they can just completely all the way rely on Derrick Henry. Like, just well, did 30, you see 40 that, that, carries. Yeah, I know. But did you see the run, the the, the wide receiver they have? Uh, yeah, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, Brown, Brown from Ole Miss. He's oh, so he's, good. He's so good. He's oh, beast. He tore, I mean, they were they beat the Raiders and the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, they beat Oakland. them down. Yeah, I saw that. And I don't know about beat them down. But they, they, but they we did lose the game. I will say that. Tannehill destroyed he, you guys. But, <laughs> I'm never going to say Ryan Tannehill destroyed us. I'll never say that. <laughs> But we did lose the game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, yeah. So, but Derrick Henry, like, I just didn't feel like 40 carries a game. Like, he's just going to just continue to keep doing that every single game. And that was going to keep working. I know back this in what the, the guys used to do, though. Yeah. Walter Payton, your Marcus Allen. Obviously, your Jim Browns, your uh, you know your feature back, your Emmett Smiths from the nineties, your 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 guys, your stalwart guys, uh, Thurman Thomas, yeah, you know? and, it's, and he Eric and Dickerson for sure would be like Earl Campbell, Earl like Campbell. Earl Campbell and yeah, John Riggins, yeah. like that's who John he was. Riggins, that's yeah. who he was reminding me of during the, during this run because he averaged like hundred and ninety yards a game, yeah, in the playoffs, which yeah. is just unheard of. Yeah, well, John Riggins did well, and then I think he met a buzzsaw in the Super Bowl once. But um, who John Riggins? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think the Oakland Raiders beat them down, but I digress. <laughs> Steve, everything cannot be about the Raiders. <laughs> hey, I didn't say everything's about the you Raiders. Make it, you but if there's a every tie, connection. if there's a connection somewhere, I might mention Did it. you just tell me before the show, like, every team has a connection to the Raiders, or every organization well, has a connection? the foundation of the whole league. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's going to be a long night for me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, also, just to transit to, like, another part of the uh, wild card weekend was the Vikings and, and the Saints. Like, I, that was such a huge upset, and I think that was one of the things that helped propel the Niners to the Super Bowl was getting able to play the Vikings 
early. Oh, in other words, playing the Vikings versus playing the Saints. Saints. Yeah. So you'd rather play the Vikings than the Saints? Yeah, it's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's it's oh, Kirk okay. Cousins. So you're looking for that? Yeah, that quarterback play, yeah. So, again, some of this conspiracy stuff of what happens when the oh, NFL tries it. to shepherd in. Oh, you know, they it. pick winners and losers. Oh, stop it. Let's stop you it know? with the conspiracies. There were no conspiracies. So uh, let's get into a transition here. We're going to take a little music break because we're now it's time to start actually talking about the game. Okay. On Sunday. And, we but that, before man. we start talking about the game, let's talk about my Niners first. So before we go into my Niners, we're going to go into a little music break coming up right now. All right. Whether the storm built for combat and battle, young hyenas in uniform. We play no games with the opposition. We active, let the whistle be the bell. We gon' get out where we got mad at. Many have tried, but many have failed. The 49ers got the liveest fans in the NFL. I tried to tell them we back and we never left and we got heart. Levi Stadium starting to feel like candlestick park. Uh oh. Gold blooded, my neck is frozen with diamonds. Front row 40, be on the field with the lineman big time. Fixture. Niner faithful, old school like an Impala. Ask Burton Hanks and the homie Ricky Wall. Take a picture. Them was my neighbors in 96. R.I.P. Dwight Clark, the cat. Legendary. I'm a Niner forever like Rice and Locke. Forget T.O. Niner Empire into the world. Who are we? Bang, bang, Niner gang. Welcome back to Full Circle, broadcasting live right here on KPFA 94.1 FM. And that was Bang Bang Niner Game by E-40. And what a magical ride the Niner season was for me, Steve. I'm sure. I'm sure you had some fun. But wait, before we go back into that, what did you think of that song? Because you... you... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just noticed. Now, it's E-40, so I'm I'm not going to say much, but I just noticed that the whole Ricky Waters thing, he was already with the Philadelphia Eagles in 96. (laughs) But I'm not, but I digress. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to say take any shots. I never take shots. You always hating a little bit. Just just a little scrounge under there. Never, never, never. Love. (laughs) Love is what I bring to the world. But uh, yeah, the Niner season, man, it was it was a really for me growing up as a Niner fan my whole life. This was one of the most fun seasons I've ever had watching a team grow. From them being four and twelve last year and being six and ten in Shanahan's first year, and now to come into the season thirteen and three, and the games they won, being thirteen and three, the games they had to win, it just it 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 just opened me up to like, man, these guys really have grown and they're becoming like stars and I didn't think like George Kittle would be a star feels good huh it does feel good to see somebody that came out of fifth round yeah and become in, on a trajectory be like a Hall of Fame tight end but you see what really feels good though is that you've been a 49er fan as you said your whole life yeah this is your team and it's also yeah thanks your to my dad I'll shout him out right now thanks to my dad taking All me right. out the games <laughs> 
All right, Shaquille Pops, making it happen. Yeah, he took, it happen. yeah he took me out the games while like six months old. Oh, six <laughs> months why I can't old. Hear okay, one. there you go. There you go. That's the way to do it. So, so you've been locked in pretty early. Yeah. But that's what happens when you have a local team that's local. Yeah. And that the fan base can sort of build around and grow with. And you go through the highs and lows. Yeah. So, yeah, the lows can be tough. But when you get to those highs, and it's an exhilarating feeling. It is. Yeah. But, Steve, what do you think of how the Niners... I used to have that with the Oakland Raiders. Oh, come just on, to, Steve. Just to say, I used come to on. have that. <laughs> you always got to bring it back down. <laughs> <laughs> they still your they still your Raiders. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Okay, okay, okay. But Steve, how do you how do you feel like how the Niners built the season from being four and twelve last year to now playing in the Super Bowl this Sunday? Well, you know what the 49ers... Uh, really rebuilt themselves well because it really, really was just a few years ago. It was actually it wasn't like a flip. I know you don't like me talking about making these these transitions, no, no. but just quickly, the Oakland Raiders were actually on their ascendancy. No, they and were, the, and the 49ers were on their downward yeah. trend. And then look what's just happened in just three short three years. years. Yeah, it can happen so it's, quickly. It's, it's, it's really turned around, and but they built themselves up the way that you would ask a franchise to be built. Uh, they found their GM head coach. Yeah. Right? They found that pairing with Lynch and Shanahan. Uh, They drafted the best player available. And even though it might have been a defensive lineman every year, that was the best player paid. Yeah, they just kept hitting them. The best player available in the the top five or top ten slot. Yeah. And it's paid off. So they have a strong defense because of that. Yeah. And then, of course, some fortuitous horse trading, you know, getting Jimmy G as a quarterback Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, sort of the funny stuff that goes on with the league and the Patriots and, you know, things happen. You ended up what, with the mafia. Like the, ma- the mafia called and yeah, Shanahan picked yeah, up the I phone. Mean, and you know, they're, they're, they're a, um, you know, you ever heard of the dark web? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a dark side <laughs> of the NFL, too, and the Patriots are fully in, immersed in it. <laughs> we won't go too deep on that. Yeah, we won't go too deep on that. <laughs> you can watch on Netflix, though, to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> I got a documentary coming up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, I, I totally get what you're saying. Especially like to me, like the five essential players on this team that were on the losing end, from DeForest Buckner to Eric Armstead to Jaquiski Tart to Jimmy Ward, all those guys were on the loot to all the the losing teams from the teams from Jim Tonsula to Chip Kelly into the early years of Mike Shanahan, Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan, excuse me, and to see their growth because all five of those players are now one; they're all starters. They mm-hmm. all become either all pro player type of players, or have grown into really, really good players. Mm-hmm. And they have, to me, they they are what signifies what the Niners are, brick by brick. That's been like their mantra, brick by brick. Yeah, and that's what you want. And and just as we were talking a little bit earlier about you're being a fan and being homegrown. Yeah, you're, what you just mentioned is the same thing, but within the organization. So yeah, players that were drafted. And that stayed around. Yeah. So they had a chance to develop, and they've learned what it's like to lose together. Mm-hmm. And they sort of reformed themselves, and now they're winning together. And again, it's an exhilarating feeling to be able to go through those tough patches and to come out of it. It's yeah. a, those are important lessons to learn in life as well as sports. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I agree. So I want. So now I want to let the audience relive that crazy season. So I put together a nice, quick. A quick collage. I didn't get a chance to put everything in it, but I put it in a quick collage for everybody to go and relive this Niner season that I enjoy so much. That you can play. Second down and 13 for Winston out of the shotgun. Empty center comes a blitz by Greenlaw and a quick throw intercepted by Richard Sherman going back the other way. Richard Sherman, touchdown! San Francisco! And I love it again! 
second and 15. 49ers are down 20 to 17 with five and a half to play after their fifth turnover of the day. Here's a gun run to Connor coming wide right to the reverses field. Bad decision. Pulls out. Pulls out. Armstead hit him. He fumbled the ball. It's on the ground. The 49ers have taken the ball back. Right in point blank range. DeForest Buckner recovers it. Five seconds on the play clock. Quick snap. Garoppolo throws end zone. It is caught by Dante Pettis. Three receivers right. Cooks is left. Off back on fourth down. Throws. It is jumbled and dropped by Cooper Cup. Jimmy Ward does it again. And the 49ers take over on down. 49ers have a 9-0 lead. Wow. We're going through the record books. It looks like the 49ers have never won a game previously. By the score, 9-0. Nick Bosa will have the exclamation point. And then he will go on the slip and slide. inside the 20, makes a move on Kyle Allen. They finally drop Bosa on the nine-yard line. Houston 10-49ers on their 39. Here's Garoppolo going to fake and boot left against Richie James Jr. there. Going to throw a deep shot. Wide open, George Kittle. 20, 10, 5. He is back. Touchdown. They've got to get to the 35-yard line. They're on their 33. Garoppolo gone. Garoppolo back. He throws up left. Caught. George Kittle down the sideline. 40. Runs by a man. Stiff arms a man. Still pushing. No flag. Three flag. 30-yard field goal to beat the Saints in the dome. Russell Wilson back. Wilson throws. Caught. Hollister's hit on the goal line and dropped by Drake Reedlaw. He is short. 49ers come away with the ball. The 49ers have stopped Hollister on the goal line. What an epic, epic stop. Finishes off the best game of his life here in the most important game with a tackle on Jacob Hollister. Just dropped his right shoulder right into Hollister's left shoulder pad and stood him up inches away from the goal line. After review... Completed pass receiver was down short of the goal line. San Francisco will take over the down. First down. The Garoppolo's got a power out now under center. They're going to try to blast him in the A-gap and try to punch the ball out. He'll power forward. They'll push it right behind there. The 49ers are going to win the NFC West. The miracle of miracles. First, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest Hail Mary thrower in the history of football. They're almost in midfield where he can start doing that. Rogers back, pass rush holds. He's going to throw a bomb down the field for Devontae Adams in a double coverage. It is intercepted by Richard Sherman, who will go down, and the 49ers are going 
championship game and go to the Super Bowl. What a way to end it with a deep shot to Devontae Adams. And it is Richard Sherman who makes the interception. The team is just, uh, it's incredible to be a part of. We can win so many different ways. I mean, Raheem, those guys up front, the tight ends, obviously, we're just dominating tonight. It was fun. The altitude passes this over to George. Mr. Kittle, take this, will you? Now, here's what I want you to do. Take this and go around this stadium and let the fans enjoy this great moment. Go to it right now. Congratulations, 49ers. Super Bowl bound 54. We'll see you in Miami. Welcome back, and you are listening to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1 FM. Listener-sponsored radio. I'm your host, Radio Shack, and my co-host, Stevie G. And that voice you heard was Greg Papa of KBR 680 and Tim Ryan. And that was the Niners season in a short version that I did. I put together, and I wanted to put into clips. I still get goosebumps listening to it, especially that goosebumps. Seattle call. Goosebumps. Yeah, especially that Seattle one. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't like Seattle. So that, Se- so that Seattle game was a lot for me. All right. <laughs> Just to go in there and beat them. But before we get into more talk about the Super Bowl, if you still want to call in and talk about the game or talk about the Raiders as we get into that soon, our phone line is open at 510-848-4425. So sorry, Steve, that we uh, end up taking Greg Popper from you. Hey, hey, no apologies. <laughs> Greg Popper has been a traitor since he uh, signed <laughs> off on the Oakland Warriors. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Golden State Warriors. That's right. That's right. That's right. But leaving Oakland, you know, ignoring the Oakland East Bay support for decades, regardless of the team's record. Now you just take a look over there now and see the discounts offered in the new home of the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> but I digress. That's a nice stadium over there. You yeah. got to go sometime. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go sometime. That's the man from San Francisco. Yeah, it's right down the street. <laughs> right down the street. It's a T-train arrive for me. T-train and arrive. <laughs> look at that. Well... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the here and now and yeah, not reflect get, yeah, so much on yesterday. Yeah, Oakland is here the... today and will be around for tomorrow's of yet course. to come. It's Super Bowl time, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, so let's talk about the game. Let's actually talk about the game itself. Pat Mahomes, that chief dynamic offense, the Niners dynamic defense, and balance offense. How do you think it's going to play out? Like, what well, do you see? I won't actually pick a winner or loser, but I'll talk. You're going to have to pick a winner or loser. I saw that. <laughs> that you were not going to. I don't, I don't want to. When pick we get to the end of the show, you are picking a winner. Pick a, a winner. You're <laughs> picking a winner. <laughs> you know, but uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's the new proto- NFL prototype. I yeah. Think. You know, he has the requisite mobility, the arm strength. Um, and I think we'll eventually separate him as that gunslinger mentality. And he yeah. just goes from long to small in terms of his progressions. Um, and while I think. Some quarterbacks are it's difficult for him. It's just a natural transition for him. Yeah. So some of it's intent, some of it's talent. But you can tell what the scrub quarterbacks do. They usually just dump it off short because they're trying not to make mistakes. mistakes yeah. So they're going to dump it off short where he's like, you I'm know what? It. I see that 45 yards down the field, yeah. the dude's wide open. In fact, I, I'm not even sure if he's wide open. His left shoulder's open. I'm throwing it. That's the mentality that you need yeah. to actually win in the league. Yeah. Right? So he's done that. He's done that quite a bit. So kudos to uh, Andy Reid for you know going up in the draft to pick him at number 10. Yeah, because that's another thing. Like No one even has heard about him when he came out oh, of the draft. No, 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 no. He like, was Ken, heard about. He was from Texas Tech. Texas, he played at Texas, Texas Tech. No, Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. That's right, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, and they had a bunch of quarterbacks. Texas that came, Tech, like, they, they had a ton of quarterbacks, yeah, too. Well, like, he was with, on there with Baker Mayfield before he transferred to Oklahoma. So yeah. he was with like a ton of quarterbacks. But just to see where he, him being picked at 10, I had no clue who he was. And then he backed up <laughs> Alex Smith. His first year, his rookie year there, and then to see what he did his first year. 50 touchdowns, 
50 touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes in, yeah. his, in his rookie year. Well, you know, he was like In his pitcher. rookie year starting. Yeah, like, he, was, it's just he was a crazy. pitcher. You also played on the baseball team. He was a pitcher, too. Phenomenal yeah. pitcher. Yeah, and like so, uh, what, what, what I like about the Chiefs offense, even though I hope the Niners stop them on Sunday, is like they're kind of Warriors-like, where they're just super dynamic. Yeah, when, you, when I say Warriors-like in terms of basketball, like they are just up and down, free-flowing. They just do what sometimes Mahomes is like. He's looking one way. He throws in another way, 45 yards down the field. They got all these dynamic players that run 4-2s on the field. Like They got a bunch of track players on their team. Well, there's a lot from Oakland to be uh, copied. Really? As a culture, as a sports organization, no matter oh. the sport. And I, 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 I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so and, and Kansas City won the bar from the Golden State Warriors. Of course, who wouldn't want to borrow from the That's Golden true. State Warriors? That's true. That's and like true. even in their quarterback, he's Steph like. <laughs> oh, Steph like. Yes, you know you what I'm talking about. Come on. Well, when I like they get Mahomes. like here's the thing, like their playoff run, they were down twenty four to nothing against the Texans. Twenty four to nothing. And they ride off like thirty five in a row. Yeah. In a row. That's yeah. that is Warriors like. <laughs> That's that is, that is when like Steph is like feeling it. Yeah. Feeling it and he's hitting it and he's bombing it from forty. That's Mahomes. He's okay. when he's bombing it, he's just like, I'm not gonna see it, and then boop, gone. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think of the coach, the coaching matchup, like with Andy Reid and uh Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, I mean that one to me is a tougher deal. I, I yeah, kinda look it's at a little closer. Yeah, I kinda look at the pairings of um, you know, what their function is on the team. Mm-hmm. So since they're offensive coaches, my comparison would be to the defensive coordinator. It's not so much head coach to head coach. Yeah. Because to me, when it's head coach to head coach, it's, you know, am I going to go to it on fourth down in the game? Yeah. You know, so am I going to, uh, you know, have my special teams play a major role? Are we going to do an onside kick? Yeah. So it's really more Andy Reid versus Robert Sala of the Niners and then Kyle Shanahan versus the defense coordinator for the yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. Exactly. Exactly. And how those matchups exactly. and how they and, go and, and attack see how them. That, right. Exactly. And yeah. see how that works. And that's where all that scripting of the plays comes in, try to see what it's looking like. Yeah. You know, you try to probe what's going on and then you attack. But they're both great offensive minds. Um, you know, what I like again about Andy Reid, Andy Reid, um, this looks like the second time he's done this now. He's taken two teams to the mm-hmm. uh, dance. He took Phil, he took the Philadelphia Eagles against the the Mafia in 2005, the Patriots. <laughs> against well, the, the dark Patriots. side of the web, you know. <laughs> or the vampire. Yeah. Maybe they are vampires. I, think, I actually like that. I think they're vampires. <laughs> And he lost, and he lost in that game, close game too. But he ended up losing that game, and then it took. It's been 15 years since, though. Yeah, it has, which is been. crazy. It has been, and has been, and I, I, I do love the fact that um, Andy Reid, at least as one, has um, not been shy to take uh, some of these quarterbacks, uh, the the black quarterbacks, yeah. And really, just work and develop them. Yeah, like he's know? yeah, like he took Donovan McNabb from Syracuse. Like yeah. not that many people have heard of. Him. And then he took a reproject Michael Vick. Like no, everybody forget about the year he took Michael Vick back after he came. I don't Why know if I'd ever call Michael Vick a project. No, but when he came, but remember he came back from the uh, from the dog suspension. So like, and, and he like he wasn't the same. He wasn't the same athletic Michael Vick anymore. He actually turned him more into a passer. Yeah. The NFL and some of the things they was, go after players like they went after yeah. Muhammad Ali. And yeah. Just, Take away your athletic ability. Take away those years. Yeah, and then even though I know you more on the black quarterbacks, when he took Alex Smith, Alex Smith was pretty good with Jim Harbaugh, but then he, with Andy Reid, he kind of made he made him a Pro Bowler. Yeah, with Andy Reid. Hey, Andy Reid can coach. That's yeah. not, no one's going to say that Andy Reid can't coach. He's a very, very good coach, very yeah. quality head coach. He's only missing one game 
in his, in his in his coaching resume, right? In his coaching resume, and he has a shot at it. Yeah, he does have a shot at it. But come Sunday, he's going to get some dogs on the other side. He is going to get some dogs. In fact, one I didn't mention earlier, Richard Sher- Sherman. I mean, a great free agent pickup. Yeah, you great, call, who'd you call him? The Renaissance man. He's the well, he's definitely a Renaissance man. I just love it. I mean, Stanford man. You know, he's uh, what is it? I think he's a communications major. Yeah, from from Compton. From Compton. And I and I think he was. I mean, I don't not sure. Actually, he might not have been a four zero, but he had like a three eight. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, this is a a very very brilliant young man and um, uh, dynamic. And you know, I like it when we put a little flash into it, and he does yeah. that. Yeah. And he can ball. Yeah, he can. He still can ball. He can still ball. Like, so I I expect there to be some 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 good working on the front end and the back end of what happens on the forty nine ers defense there. Yeah, and uh, I think for me, like into the. Thinking about the game and how it's going to play out, like I think the most important keys for this game is really going to be third down. Like, can the 49ers defense get Kansas City off the field on third down? Because to me, if you limit Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense possession, that's more time for the Niners to control the game. They have to play it in their game. Yeah, but if now again you mentioned you mentioned it earlier, when you're a fast-breaking offense and you're score and you're getting 13 yards on first and second down, you yeah. actually don't need third. No, you don't. Yeah. yeah. So that's so the thing. So the Niners got to— So you can almost play like Canadian ball at that point. Which is what they do. And for the Niners, they have to, like, stop them on first and second down. That's going to be the key. To get to third down, then they, to get them off the field on third down. Okay. Well, they got that Trump guy. I'm sorry. Well, did you just— did I, I mean, um, this is, You did not that? just say that Trump guy. I mean, I just—I'm trying to remember his name. I don't want to call his, him his brother. He is name. one. He is going to be tomorrow, as of tomorrow, when they do the NFL honor, the defensive rookie of the year. That's Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Nick yes, Bosa. Okay, Nick so Bosa. Nick Bosa, defensive rookie of the year. He does. Deserves it. I mean, he's very dynamic. Yeah, and he um, he definitely you know has a lot of great moves uh, for a rookie. Yeah, I mean he he's pretty skilled. It's yeah. pretty crazy how as a rookie, like how skilled he is at rushing the passer. Well, that family, that Bosa family. family yeah. I think Joey Bosa was pretty good himself as yeah. his rookie year. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and I think as I mentioned before, the, the front and the back usually do work together. So the fact that you got this young talent up front. Mm-hmm. Bringing that type of pressure, you got Richard Sermon, the the the, the sage veteran in the back. Yeah, uh, you can cause some turnovers, and I think that is probably a key for the Forty ers Yeah, in terms of trying to slow down that offense, that fast break offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I really think it's going to be like the corners of the Niners being really physical with the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers, like getting up in them and just. You mean like cheating? How's that cheating? That's football. Oh, that's football. Yeah, this is football. Okay. Yeah. What, what? You think that's cheating? Just getting, just getting up in them. You said getting, getting up, up in them. I mean, but at, after five yards, pressing. after five yards, it's a penalty. That's not. If you have your hands, you can still have your hands on them. After five yards, you can still have your hands on them, Steve. After five yards, you can still, Steve. We're not going to do. You can still have your hands on them. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I know that the 49ers have been one of those blessed teams uh, by the NFL, so they'll probably be able to get away with it. Oh, <laughs> Oakland Raiders never would have been able to get away with stuff like that. But, <laughs> but I digress. Of course. Speaking of the Raiders, I think we should get into a little bit of the Raider talk. Hey, I know, if I, you want to. I, I, oh yeah, you know I, don't, <laughs> I know I don't. You don't digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we should let's 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 dive into the Raider to the Raider season. But before we dive into the Raider season, let's take one more music break. All right, everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams. I'm into nightmares. Nightmares. Yeah. 
United Nations, stand up. King of music. We back. We ain't in the dreams, we the nightmares. Oakland Raiders be the squad and we right here. Mad Max, yeah, that boy having a nice year. Derek still clutch, he been doing it for five years, yeah. Gruden got these boys out here killing dreams. Jacobs out here trucking dudes and killing teams. 16, he be doing Ty William things. 16, always doing Ty William things, yeah. Two, I banana though. Woo! This rookie class sick, need an antidote. The refs always hating, it don't matter though. Even in Vegas, I'ma rep the Oakland banner though, yeah. Salt and pepper be the combination. We got the rookie of the year, no need for nominations. You know I never leave the king out of my conversation. Jesus is the reason why I'm breathing, man. Yeah, I go to Oakland. They try to take us out to Vegas, but we always gonna be the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, Brody, we from Oakland. We tailgate all day, ain't nobody else do it like the Bay. Yeah, Brody, we from Oakland. Shall be found with the king, ain't no way we going down. Yeah, Brody, we from Oakland. Young Hunter Renfro in the slot. Slide, slide. Young Cleveland Farrell with the stop. Young Trent Brown with the block. Josh Jacobs up the middle, yeah, we pounding the rocks. John Gruden, he got unfinished business. Brady in the pads at the top of the hit list. Catch me at the game with my squad trying to witness. Telling the Raider Nation that Jesus could save a misfit. Tuck rule, tell him run that back. We ain't stopping till we champs and we won that back. Coach Gruden in the You know we Super Bowl bound, we on the one that track Last year in the town, so let's get it for Oakland Raider Anthem 2, I'ma spit it for Oakland Jesus be the king, the only one that I hoping Jesus be the king, the only one that I yeah, boasting They try to take us out to Vegas, but we always gonna be the Oakland Raiders Yeah, Brody, we from Oakland We tailgate all day, ain't nobody else do it like the Bay Yeah, Brody, we from Oakland I'ma do it for the town, and we ain't stopping till we get the crown Yeah, Brody, we from Oakland Shall be found with the king, ain't no way we going down. Yeah, Brody, we from Oakland. Keep it going, keep it going. Raiders. Raiders. I know you love that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1 FM, listener-sponsored radio, and that was Raider Nation Anthem by Z. Let's talk Raiders' last game and the feelings, well, well some of the feelings I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, how, what do you think about that song, Steve? I picked that out for well, you. Well, first off, I really appreciate it, and I want to say thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Now I know that the youth and the net future generation will be okay. Yeah. Because... Uh, you, you 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 touched my heart there. You went Gruden. That was a great clip of Gruden. Yeah, that 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 was from Hard Knocks last year when he. That was from that was from, this. Was it this yeah, year or last it was, year? It was it was this, this past year. year. Oh yeah. And uh, they were on Hard Knocks this year, and that was a training camp. Yeah, that was the and first that was, thing. Uh, training that was camp. the first thing. So it was a great great moment. Uh, one of the last moments of the Oakland Raiders. So I really appreciate. it. I want to thank <laughs> you from the bottom of my heart. That was for you, Steve. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really but, appreciate but, that. But Steve, since you are the Raider guy, and like I said, I, I vaguely, a little bit, a little bit, I vaguely pay attention to the Raiders. I, <laughs> I appreciate the Raiders. I appreciate them. I appreciate them, but I vaguely pay attention. <laughs> so, what do you think about this? Just this Raider season in John Gruden's second year. Well, you know what? Um, they're going through those uh, developmental steps. Unfortunately, the Raiders have gone through 
the, this like start and stop process. Mm-hmm. So right now, what you're seeing in Shanahan and uh, Lynch, they've just started hitting from ground zero, and yeah. they've actually been on that 45 angle of ascension, right? Yeah. They've, they've been going up. The Raiders have been more like a uh, Richter scale. Mm-hmm. That's so it's been up and down. Up and down. Uh, and they had uh, the GM, Reggie McKenzie, who probably the coach that worked for him would have been uh, Jack Del Rio. Yeah. Where he got that same type of, now we're here, mm-hmm. we seem to be on the same page, let's get our philosophy together, let's start drafting some players into this. Yeah. We already had a foundation. He already had Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. He already had uh, Derek Carr. Yeah. And in two years, they were 12-4 and, four and, and heading into the playoffs themselves. And you had Amari Cooper, too, before you traded. Oh, well, well, yeah. We had definitely Amari Cooper, but we had Bruce Irvin, yeah, you know, Bruce Irvin. one of the holdovers from the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah. So we had players as well, and we were on that trajectory. But the thing is, you got to kind of stick to it. You got to keep building. Mm-hmm. And too many times... Sometimes teams can short-circuit themselves. So what the Raiders did, and it didn't seem like it was going to be that big of a deal, but they got rid of their offensive coordinator, mm. thinking that the young guy behind him was going to be the dude, the, yeah. you know, the new Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan or, basically, or right? McVay, yeah, yeah, for yeah, the Rams. You know, yeah, like McVay, like, let's get him now before he goes Go somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Well, he didn't know what he was doing, and the offense fell apart, and the Raiders fell, fell apart. apart. Yeah. And at that point, I think that was his last year. I think because mm-hmm. that was the year after the 12-4 and four season. Mm-hmm. So they had that bad year, and I think that was like the last. And then, of course, they ended up getting Gruden yeah. and uh, pulled the plug on the, on the whole deal. Uh, Reggie McKenzie stayed over another year and worked that first year with Well, we kind of knew that he was a lame duck, though. I well, just, he was a lame duck he, to me once the Khalil Mack thing went through. Yeah. Because uh, Khalil Mack, first off, Reggie McKenzie's a linebacker yeah. himself. Yeah. Right? So uh, just the connection they had getting them fifth. And he had already said when they signed Derek that Khalil Mack is next. Mm-hmm. And they did sign um, an offensive lineman, uh, but they also were planning to sign Khalil Mack and yeah. not let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that thing always touched always irks me how they treated Khalil Mack because he was so great for that organization and community. Exactly. And I'm so glad you said about the community because I I've you know I've been involved with the Oakland uh, Unified School District for a while and Khalil was there. Yeah. You know, and Khalil was involved in the community and now Chicago's receiving all of that. Mm-hmm. And good for Chicago for stepping up to the plate Seriously, and making yeah. a good move and again we're talking about renaissance people. That's what I. That's what. That's no. how I look at them. So yeah. more than just a football player, more than one-sided, multifaceted individual. Yeah, like Kobe. Yeah, was and and so you want to, you want to always. Those are the people that you want to encourage and yeah. turn on and reward. Yeah, you know you don't want to reward. I mean, I'm gonna. This will probably segue into what's going on the past few days or the past week with this impeachment stuff. But you don't want to reward <laughs> someone like P45. With 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 what he's with like sixteen thousand lies and counting mm-hmm. every you know, second and yeah every second and you got all types of stuff going on and yet you know gets rewarded yeah you just yeah. don't want to do that you know you want to give it to good people yeah so in case not everybody in the audience knows the the Raiders are now officially I know it's gonna break your heart the Las Vegas Raiders but. Before, but we actually have one of our very own Free Will and Franklin who actually went to the last Raider game uh, a couple I was there, too. Oh, you were there, too? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna play that. We're gonna play a little piece for you. It's a Vox Pac that he did, uh, interviewing a lot of the Raider fans and how they feel about the Raiders going into Las Vegas. Well, thank you, Frank. about this being the last game and them leaving it's sad being that i've been a raiders fan for so long and you know we've called this place home for so long and and they just up and leave like that it it kind of sucks but i mean there's nothing we can do about it now except hopefully win today and celebrate the win how about you how you feeling this mom this mom it's my son, my 16-year-old son. He's been coming since he was really little, and it's part of, like, our family tradition, so it's actually really sad. I'm super sad. Obviously, I've been bringing him since he was a baby, so we, he kind of grew up here, but we'll still be Raiders. We just won't be Las Vegas Raiders. Um, it's really sad. It's a good community. I feel like the community is going to break a little bit going to Vegas, but hopefully everybody comes together. We make it work in Vegas, you know what I mean? In place of this, we're gonna we're gonna find a place to tailgate in Oakland if people can't make it to Las Vegas. We'll find a place. That's the Raider Nation. You know what I mean? What it means to the community and that lost revenue, that lost fellowship of coming together as a fan base, it's going to be sad to see it just leave like that. But, you know, we're going to still support. That's what we do. We're the greatest fans in the world. We're going to do what Raider fans do. We're going to travel. We're going to go where they go. Why not? Vegas, baby. Vegas. Thank you. Thank you. I hope they're ready for their tailgaters. Bittersweet because I am from Oakland, born and raised. Uh, literally walked across that bridge to come over and enjoy myself for years. Uh, I'm hurt, man. I'm hoping I don't cry today, for real. Real talk. How long you been coming? In? Since I was probably knee high. So over 40 years. Yeah, for sure. But my best, my best memories here is just growing up as a kid, being in that open stadium, and I'm, I, I love it. I love everything about it. I think the decision to move was a bad one on the organization for the fans. The fans have done a lot for this team, for this organization. They are who they are because of the fans, and so it sucks. I'm not even from Oakland, but I know what this team means to Oakland. And so that's why we made it a point from L.A. to come out here for the last tailgate, for the last game. I, I don't think they're coming back. This is it. And we won't get this again. You won't get this anywhere else. You won't get it in Vegas. You won't get it in Jacksonville. You won't get it in L.A. And we have someone else with us. How about you? How has this left you feeling? I mean, you just walk around and you just, it's a vibe. Honestly, no other tailgate has ever been like this. And I don't think this travels with Vegas. I mean, fans committed. We're, we love the Raiders. We love the Raiders. But 
It's not going to be like this. It's not going to be like Oakland. I mean, it sucks because they're leaving the town. They're leaving where it all started. But at the same time, the NFL is just like anything else. It's a business. You got to go where the money's at. If that, the money's in Vegas, then I'm still a Raider. Any, anywhere from Bay to L.A. to Las Vegas, I'm still a Raider fan. I'm a Raider, Oakland Raider. From the Bay to L.A. to Las Vegas, because I'm a player, a boy. Back to KPFA on ninety four point one FM, and that was a vox pop by our very own free willing Frank Sterling, long time suffering sometimes right, Raider friends. All right, <laughs> open Raider Frank, yeah, all right. And that song you heard was also uh, by Ice Cube, Raider Nation. Well, we like Ice Cube. We appreciate that he uh, understands yeah, he, that. Yeah, he's a Raider. He's, he's an a Raider. Raider now. Yeah, he's, he's an Oakland Raider. He gets it. Well, he gets it. He gets it. Wow. Well. I want to talk about what's going on here at the station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got some programming notes, just a quick one yeah, before we yeah. get back so to the game. Com- yeah, so coming up tomorrow from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is the Black History Month Showcase, produced by the Amandla Collective. I can't wait to hear what the executive producer, Janine Etter, has prepared for this year. Queen Janine's leadership in this effort has steered us steadfastly along the way, along with the heavy hitters of KPFA, First Voice Apprenticeship graduates and apprentices will be involved with the production of the day. Yep, yep, yep. So tune in. Tune in. It's going to be good. That's right. Tomorrow, 6 a.m. And also, we are still accepting applications for Group 46 as well. So if you want to do what me and Steve do, which is just come on the radio and yell and talk, (laughs) 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 come join us. We're accepting applications. You just go to kpfaapprenticeship.org. I would consider this the calm, Steve. Oh, the, oh yeah, calm, this Steve. Is, this is calm, Steve. Not, you, not when we talk about Raiders. <laughs> oh, excuse me. It's kpfaapprentice.org. You can go get a application online over there. So, 
we're coming to the end of our show. We got about five minutes, so let's. You want to still talk Raiders? Or are we done? No, I don't want to talk about Raiders, Steve. <laughs> Steve, I, I, you know you're my mentor, Steve. Like I, I, like, I, I, just, I can't do any more Raiders. <laughs> I, I, I really want to know who you think is going to win the game. Or we don't. If you don't, not going to give us a prediction. Who you think is going to at least be? The Super Bowl MVP on Sunday. Well, I think if it if it's the 49ers, I think uh, I think Nick Bosa has a shot. Mm-hmm. I think Richard Sherman. I, I wouldn't mind honestly. There hasn't been co MVPs. I don't think it's in the in the NFL since ever. the early seventies. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, since the early seventies, there were co MVPs. So okay. I would. Um, I, I I think that they have a shot at that. Okay. And then, of course, on the other side, I think it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. All the way. Now, Jimmy G, clearly, usually the quarterbacks usually are the ones who like get to the put, love. Yeah. That's who they like to put first. Yeah, on I think the, the last non quarterback was Von Miller, Super Bowl 50 at, at the Levi Stadium. Yeah. Well, he deserved it. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was a high powered uh, Cam, Cam, Cam Newton, Newton team offense that the, they the, stopped. The Carolina Panthers, they were able to stop. And that yeah. Broncos, even, that's, that, and that's kind of where I hope the game comes in for on Sunday, where. Is one of our defensive players that get the MVP trophy. <laughs> mm. Wow. Talking football and not talking Oakland Raiders. Oh, it's my a, goodness. It's amazing. This is oh painful. Oh, my goodness. You are killing This is painful. Is but a, I'm very happy for the Bay Area and for the 49ers yes. having the opportunity yes, to yes, uh, yes. enjoy um, themselves. Yeah, I, I see a caller on the line right now, too, as well. I want, if, Can we get that caller on the line, please? Okay. Yeah, just... Yeah, hey, hey. I think your name is Elijah, and you're from Alabama. I'm a little scared about this one. <laughs> yes, sir. This is my brother. <laughs> so what you got to say, Elijah? The Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Oh, look okay. at that. Okay. And look at that. Although everybody in Alabama is going for KC, I'm the only Niner fan out here. Wow. <laughs> Can we get some transparency as to what's going on here? I mean, is this objective talk or what's this, going on? No, this this he is speaking truth. Oh, he's speaking truth. Speaking truth. Truth. Yes. Okay. Total okay. truth. Total truth. What do you think about Jimmy G there, Elijah? So what you gotta say, he's not the best player on the team. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. Now, that's some truth. Um, that, <laughs> now, that's some truth. That is nuts. is strong enough to carry him. Okay. I believe that. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Elijah. You take care. <laughs> yes, take care. Have a good weekend. <laughs> but piggyback what Elijah was, what Elijah was saying, that I I also believe the defense will carry them in the day. Like, I, I believe that the Niners are going to win this game 37-21. to 21. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe in them. And you're from where? From San Francisco. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, just yeah, wanted, yeah, yeah. Just want to just check to make sure. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't show my allegiance. Of course you can. I <laughs> like just want to make look, sure. I look, check. Like, look at me today. I'm wearing my Gucci Garop uh, oh, T-shirt. I got my nice old school. About eighty-eight niner hat on right now, even though I'm twenty-seven. Gosh, look at this. <laughs> look at this. So I'm all decked out at night and get ready for Sunday. And I probably. <laughs> Probably who I think is going to win the MVP of the game will most likely be either Richard Sherman or Nick Bosa. I think. Either, okay. Yeah, so I think either Nick Bosa has a really great game where he gets about a couple sacks and maybe even a pick because he's done that too this year, or I think Richard Sherman who shuts down one of the uh, one of the KC wide receivers okay. shuts shuts one of them down and gets a pick or two, maybe a pick six. And I think that seals the deal. And I think after that they control the tempo of the game with the running game with the, what are three running backs 
with Raheem, Tevin, and our, and Debo. Because Debo, even even though Debo's a wide receiver, he's basically a running back. No, he is. He's, a, he's dynamic. He's, he's super dynamic. And the way Kyle Shanahan uses him many different ways, like I just think he, he's going to, He's one. He's going to touch the ball probably the most on Sunday if they need him to, and I think he's just going to be super dynamic and just make plays all day like he's been doing. All right, so let's we're about to wrap wow. up here. All right, going to wrap all up right, here. 49ers. Gonna, yeah, let's, yeah. All right, all right, 49ers yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, United Nation. Into it. Yeah, faithful. The you faithful. Know? Yeah, the faithful. I'm kind of stuck because that's hard to. I can't really. Uh oh, wait a minute. Cheer for Kansas City. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, again. So that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Oh, man, I've had so much fun. Yeah, I know. this, is, Steve, this is a fun show because you have been waiting to do a sports show, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, indeed I have. I got you to do one. Yes, sir, you have. Thank but, you. But uh, tune in next week to Full Circle. Uh, our executive producer is Miss M. Our technical director was Frank Sterling. And I've been your host tonight, Radio Shack, with the great Stevie G. Morehouse, oh, brother. Thank you, bro. Appreciate I'd like to thank you to Shanice, who was on the board, who did a great job. And a big shout out to our tech assist, Miss Theodora and Risty. Theodora Risty. So you guys go enjoy the game. Be safe, no matter if the Niners win or lose. Be safe. Be safe out there. And have a great weekend. And up next is La Onda Baita. KB Marquis, stay ballin'. Vaughn Alexander can't stop him. And we got Barrett, so get your popcorn. Got him locked down. Shop the Uncle Shun. I got 23J, lucky son. I ain't listen to the hate. F what you heard. Cause I'm in the end zone like Jalen Hurd. Not a gang in this thing, rockin' ready to go. Yeah, we better touch down like a rapper low. Hey, got five rings. Get-